This is Uninvited Company, the podcast where we tell you ghost stories, urban legends, and all the spooky shit. Today, I'm going to tell you a little about something we all know called superstition. Yeah. Cue Stevie Wonder. That's who it's by. There is superstition. Raining Riding on the wall. So, I'm, I'm just going to dive right in. To one of the most well-known superstitions that you have probably done before and not known why. You just know you're supposed to do it. Knocking on wood. Love it. Yep. So, it's known as the superstition that wards off bad luck or trying not to jinx yourself, essentially. Usually, how it's used, if you are not familiar with knocking on wood. Tell us. Say, I'm having a great week. And I say... Man, I'm having a great week so far. I don't want to jinx it to where it turns into a bad week for the rest of the time. And so I say knock on wood so that my streak of luck continues, right? Right. Or you say, you know, I've been doing so well financially. You don't want to jinx it. Yep. So that's basically how it's used. I've probably done this like at least 50 times in my life throughout my life, knocked on wood. I feel like most people have. That's a very specific number. Well, I'm at least 50 times. I, just, I think probably more than that, personally. You think but so? I don't know. I just feel like I just wanted to emphasize that I've done it a lot. Did 50 sound yeah. too little? Yeah. Okay. I think people do it a lot more often than you think. All right. Just because it's kind of, for me, it's kind of like a... Reflex. Reflex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So also, other places around the world or... Even in the United States, I'm not sure. People also say touch wood. Touch wood? I've never heard it, but this came just up. Gently caress wood? Touch wood. Yeah. And I'll tell I've you why. Never heard that. So, did you hear my stomach growl? It sounded like a, it literally sounded like a growl in the <laughs> microphone. I'm really glad that was your stomach because I was about to be a little No, it was scared. the vibrations were heavier than normal. I'm pretty so sure like, the mic picked that up because that, right, was, well, that was sorry, ominous. Sorry, y'all. Um, so with any of the superstitions that I'm going to talk about today, just know that there's tons and tons of origin theories and stories right. and stuff where it can come from. So there's no exact, this is who invented it. So we have them to think, you right. know? So I'm excited. One of the possible origins of this goes back to the pagans, where they believed spirits lived inside trees. So they would knock on trees and touch trees for the spirits to bring them good luck. That not where I thought that was going to go. Yeah, so that's one of the origin stories. Another touching wood theory was that the pagans would touch the wood to ask the spirits for a favor as well, not just mm. for bringing good fortune into their lives. Okie dokie. So then later on, because Christians came after the pagans, you know, think about every Christian holiday, it started with a pagan holiday to begin with. So the Christians then believed luck would come from touching the cross that Jesus died on. Hmm. So it was actually a popular thing 
when around the time period of Jesus, people would actually try to have pieces of the original cross as a relic, like a collector's Wait, item. because they thought it was going to bring them good luck? Yes. That's twisted. That's not... That's, that's just, just a little. That does um, not make sense. Yeah. People. So, the cross is called the true cross, if you were wondering. <laughs> I was. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, if you had a part of the true cross and you touched it, then you'd bring good fortune into your life. Yikes. Apparently. Yeah. So then... Another theory, or origin... Legend. Origin of this legend is during the persecution of the Jews during the Spanish Inquisition. So, they would have uh, secret code knocks seeking sanctuary Mm -hmm. during the Inquisition. And so knocking on the wood would bring them good fortune if they had the right house, you know, that would offer them safety. Okay. That makes, that makes a bit more sense than spirits living in trees. Yeah. Well, I mean, people believe what they believe. No, I know. That um, sounds more, like, applicable to actual life, though. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Another. Oh. Sailors would knock on the decks of their ships for luck before they would go on long voyages. Because if you look at the history of sailors and ships, it's not very... It's not a very good... um, The death rate is rather high. Yeah, yeah. The success rate is very low. (laughs) So... I would definitely be knocking on wood. Yeah, I was about to say the exact same thing. Um, Another occupation theory with this origin is with miners who would knock on the wood rafters in the mines to check that they were sturdy and solid and not rotten to make sure that they were safe. Oh, so what happens if it's rotten? And you're knocking on it. Well, you don't want to... You're not going to be knocking, like, so hard that you'd push it. I mean, Um, right? I I don't know. I was just imagining termites. Well, you're not... It's not going to crumble. Well... I'm sure someone would have knocked early enough. But, you know, like, a good piece of wood versus a different... They're going to have different sounds, right? I know what you're saying. Yeah. So, a children's game is another origin theory from this called Tiggy Touchwood. Yeah, we've all played that. Which is basically the origin of the game Tag. Oh. <laughs> and so touching the wood, touching the wood door, a tree, it was a home base, essentially. Mm. And so you were safe okay. from whoever was it playing Tag. It's weird how all of this can be connected. Yep. Cool. It's a lot of different theories that fan out like veins in a leaf. Huh. That's what I picture. That was a beautiful description. Yeah. So, another thing associated with knock on wood, and here's the curious part about this. So, I don't know if you've ever heard about knocking on a virgin's head if there's no wood nearby, right? Yep. (laughs) I have done that. I can't find anything about this. I have no idea where it came from. What? Like... I went to, like, the sixth page of Google. I'm not even telling. Like, it... About knocking on a virgin's head? Yes. I could not find anything about it. Then why do people do it? I don't know. The first first person I heard it from was you. So I don't know where you heard it. (sighs) Somewhere in high school or something. So, literally, like, telephone. This is the game of telephone. This is what it feels like. Yeah. Like, it's bothering me that I don't know where I... It was definitely high school. So, one thought I had while trying to figure out where... The knocking on a virgin's head came from. Yeah. There's a connection between purity and virgins, right? Mm -hmm. Right. In religious history. 
So if you knock on something pure, no bad luck is going to follow, right? Okay. I like that connection. I can see That's it. my theory. Yeah. With where but that came that's from. That's so odd that you didn't see anything. But there's no, I didn't make that up. I know. I, I, I don't heard know. that somewhere. Yeah, no, like literally the only thing that could come up was Urban Dictionary. And Urban Dictionary is not an actual historical source. Okay, y'all. You know? Y'all, if any of you so have like, ever did... heard of knocking on a virgin's head as a superstition, please share. Because I can't be the only one that heard this when I was younger. That's like bothering me now. Google knows all. It's yeah, not on Google. it's literally just Urban Dictionary. Like, the only three things that came up were all connected to Urban Dictionary. And I was like, okay, well, where did Urban Dictionary get it? Huh. You know? Oh, very, very spooky. Very curious. So, there's knocking on wood. Awesome. On possibilities. There's, yeah. There was a lot more than I was yeah. expecting. Yeah. I like it. I like learning. All right, the next one we're going to cover is let me, let me guess. Let classic. me guess. Classic. I want to guess. Is it? Is it breaking a mirror? Yep. Oh <laughs> You're reading my mind. Yes. Well, it's also like it's, a really well known, yeah, very so, popular. The typical superstition with breaking a mirror is you're going to have seven mirrors of bad luck, mm-hmm. right? So this can be traced back to ancient Greece and the Roman Empire, actually, because they believed that reflective surfaces were like magical sorcery type things. I can see how they would think that yeah. back in the day. I mean, reflections are a really cool thing in life that I think we take for granted sometimes. Well, like, and like we've talked about previously that we want to do an episode on or portals. Mirrors as portals yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So they believe that mirrors had special powers, anything that had a reflective surface. So whenever mirrors became something that could be manufactured in a historical sense, don't think, you know, current time. Right. That was a surface that held the reflection rather than water where it's like fleeting, you know? That was something you could hold so it was more delicate. Okay. Right? That makes sense. So they believed that your reflection wasn't just like a reflection of yourself. It was actually a piece of your soul that you were seeing. This is getting deep. Mm-hmm. So if you were careless enough to break something as delicate as like a real mirror surface... It was disrespectful to the gods, and they'd give you bad luck. So, like, the sorcery behind it, gods were connected to this, because we're talking about ancient Greece. But another version, referring back to the soul part of yourself in the mirror, Mm -hmm. another theory is that you would essentially be losing that part of yourself. That's what I was going to guess when when you said that. I was going to guess that you're almost destroying a part of yourself. Mm -hmm. So it's destroying a part of yourself, but also seven years bad luck. The gods were able to provide you with this magical way of seeing your reflection. Mm -hmm. And so if you were careless enough to break it, they... You're punished. Yeah. Goodness. They were offended. So Chris, my husband... Um, so he, he worked at a glass house for like, I don't even know. I want to say four years at least. I don't know. I could, he could probably, he, he'll correct me. Um, but he likes, I mean, he broke endless amounts of mirrors working there. Yeah. So it's nice that it's just a superstition. So I, I could probably count on both my hands the amount of mirrors I've broken in my life. Yeah. Big I've and small. I've broken a couple of mirrors within the last couple of years too. But it's fun to think about. It so. Being, I like, I like the theory of it being like a piece of yourself because have you seen the um 
like the TikTok or Instagram, whatever trend that's going around about showing like what you actually look like to people with the, oh, with yeah, the inverted yeah. filter and how different well, you look. Well, that's why a lot of people have body dysmorphia and stuff because what you see of yourself in mirrors is not it's actually not what you accurate. Like. That's why a lot of people don't like pictures taken of themselves. They don't like videos taken of themselves yeah. because you don't you feel like you look image. like that. Yeah, you have a false image. Hmm. So, bringing in the seven-year timeline of the bad luck, where this part came in. Yeah, that's very specific, seven. Yep, yep. We know that seven is like a sacred number in tons and tons of different ways in history, right? it is is my lucky number. Yes, she was born on 7-7, if you didn't know. So, the seven-year timeline actually came from the Romans, because that was what they believed was the length of time for life to renew itself. Okay, explain. So what? What? Length of time for life to renew itself? Mm-hmm. In what so time? every seven years you were basically like, not reborn, but you were like, You're like starting a new, new era new, yes, of yourself. a new era, basically. Ooh, okay. Yeah. This is also fascinating. I love it. Now, here's the cool thing. Before science came around, they had already decide- had this idea in their head of the life renewing itself. Seven years is around the time when every cell in your body is replaced. So replaced? Yeah. So your body, you know, like you have dead skin cells shedding all the time. Like eventually every single cell in your body that makes up your organs, your bones, everything replaces itself. So old cells die and new cells are remaking everything. And so your body that you had, it's it's around seven to ten years, about, because there's no exact, based on the person, and then there's so many different types of cells and stuff, but around seven years is whenever your body has com- completely replaced itself. Huh. Isn't that cool? Interesting. I wonder, this is just probably taking it a step too far, but do you know what the seven-year itch is in a marriage? I was going to mention that too. I'm like, maybe With, it's like... Yeah, if you get past the seven-year itch, then you're less likely to divorce. Yeah, because what if in seven years you, you change as a person? Because we all you're know you change. You're a completely new person mentally and physically. Yeah, so it's like if you get past, like, you've okay, this is your new era that you're entering, and if you get past it with your person... It's, you get past yep. that seven-year itch. Ooh, I love, the number seven has so many interesting qualities. Mm-hmm. So, so there's cool. mirrors. Huh. All right, the next one, we're going to get into a little bit more of the um, spooky side. You seem excited about this one. I do. I'm actually going to skip around of the order that I wrote them in because I want to save the two long ones for last. Yes. So, holding your breath when you pass the cemetery. <gasps> okay, Chris thinks I'm absolutely... Okay, let me just... Let me tell you my theory, because Chris, he only noticed this, like, in the last year. And, um, of, like, me holding my breath, and he asked me why. And, I, like, at first I was like, it's some... It's, like, it's respect. <laughs> this, is, this, this is what I thought of. I don't think... I don't know if I heard this or if it was just, like, me coming up with it. I just want you to tell me if this is, like what you're about to say or if I'm just crazy. So I explained it to him as, so I'm holding my breath going past the cemetery because they're dead and they cannot breathe. Breath is part of it. (laughs) Yes. So he laughed at me. He thought it was so, like, I mean, that's that's how these, like, superstitions and legends evolve. Right. You know, they start with something and then another person has a new take on it and then they... 
But it's like, why should I be allowed to breathe passing you souls when you cannot? Yes. Yeah. So it's not really... The original superstition is not based out of respect thing. It's about protecting yourself. Oh. So here's where it came from. Logistically, you can't have a long history to this superstition because it's kind of specific to holding your breath as you drive by. So as long as because you're not automobiles, you don't have been ever hold your breath whenever you're walking by a cemetery because right. you would run out of breath probably. Right. So it's very specific to driving. However, it possibly came from the superstition that you cover your mouth while you yawn because if you don't, a spirit can make its way in. Ooh, I don't like that. It, interesting, right? I'm it always makes start me think of dementors mouth. like sucking the yeah. life out of someone, you know? Ew, like you mm-hmm. just yawn and something's like, oh, yeah, there's an opening. So there, there's a theory of where it possibly came from. Mm. But there's lots of connections between breath and life mm-hmm. historically. Well, that, yeah. One of them being the um, Christian name for God Yahweh. Is through your breath. what Because it, it's, what is the verse that says, like, is God is describing his name as, like, I am in every breath. Um, Whatever it is. Uh-huh. Um, that That's where they got the name Yahweh. Because if you, like, breathe in and breathe out, you're kind of making the vowels and consonant sounds. Like, Yahweh. You know? No. <laughs> I Yeah, I didn't think that either. That was not natural to make that sound. But that's where it originally, that's where Yahweh came from, is like, they were like, oh, so I'm going to interpret this verse as whatever it, my breath sounds like, that's the name. But it's like, anything with religious beliefs, humans mm. have teeny, teeny, tiny pea brains. And so we try to make anything. Yeah, we take it and we run with it. We take it and try to make it to where we can comprehend it, because if we didn't, then we drive ourselves insane, you know? Yeah. Because there's too much be in the beyond that we don't know about that we're, like, we could never fully comprehend it. So we simplify it. Because we are simple. And stupid, <laughs> basically. <laughs> so, yeah, the Christian belief of God's name. All right. There's also, <laughs> but, like, obviously, difference between life and death. When Breath. you're alive, you're Breathe. still breathing. <laughs> yeah. Obviously. So, here's where my guess comes in. Mm -hmm. I think it came from a ghost seeing an opportunity in a breathing person to sneak its way in through breath. Same way as the yawns. So, like, when you breathe in, you'd be breathing in a spirit, essentially. It's like you're accepting it into you without knowing it, just because you're... Because you're doing what humans do and breathing. But you're passing by a cemetery while you're doing it. Okay, so if you are holding your breath, then it's like, nope, closed. Exactly. Huh. Or it's like a, I'm just like one of you guys because I'm not breathing. See? It's like a mask. (laughs) Yes. Guys, I'm not breathing. Camouflage. Ghost camouflage. Huh. So that one was, I thought that one was a fun one. Yeah, that's so funny. Okay, now we're going to go into black cats. I don't, I, the only, I don't even know if I have a theory about this one because I feel like black cats have always just been associated with witches. Yes. In history. So this one has a lot of history I thought you were about to it. give me a little clap. <laughs> like, yes, Rachel. Good job. I can, but I, I, I didn't, so. Okay. 
That's All right. okay. I shouldn't expect. All right, we're going to take it back. Take me back. Take it all back. Is it, are we going back, back to the 1700s? No. Further? Yes. <sighs> to the ancient Egyptians. Oh, I don't know a little if you, bit further. I was a kid who was obsessed with Egypt and mummies and pyramids when I was a kid. I, I had every library book checked out on Egypt when I was in elementary school. Yeah, it was really huh. weird. So I already knew about the connections between cats and Egyptians. So I was like, ooh, I know about this. Ooh. So... They believed cats were divine symbols of, like, the gods that they worshipped, right? That's why a lot of cats were also mummified, or, like, shapes of cats' urns and stuff were put in the tombs with mummies. Cats are such assholes, though. I'm gonna get to that. (laughs) I'm gonna get to that. That's part of this. Okay. Okay. (laughs) There's also a connection between cats and Greek mythology, because Hecate, the goddess of, like, magic and witchcraft Mm -hmm. and the moon... Um, she I remember had, that from Sabrina. Yes, I mentioned Sabrina in this. So she had a black cat as a pet and familiar. Trivia time. Ooh. Tell me what a familiar is. It's a it's it's a witch's like spirit guide, right? Don't don't they guide them? Like through- mm, they don't guide them. They're like a witch's pet, but also like assisting them in their practices. Yeah, wouldn't you also a guide, like guiding them in their, not in their witchy them. way? The witch guides the. No, they're not a spirit guide. So just like a witch's assistant, basically, but also like a spiritual being. Okay. So they're not an actual, just like animal. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. they appear as an animal. So they're very sacred to well, witches. What would your, what would your familiar be? A raccoon. Why? Because I was very quick and very specific. I love raccoons, and they already have hands, so they could get a lot of shit done for me. And they're cute while doing it, so no one would suspect that they're doing anything for a witch, right? A raccoon is a familiar. Interesting. Nobody pays attention to raccoons. Uh, Well, yeah, I suppose... They just think they're cute, right? Or they stray away from them. So well, no matter unless what, they're like hissing at you. Exactly. They stay away from them. So no matter what, you're good. You can count on a raccoon. Huh. I think mine would be a wolf. Okay. <laughs> of course, you picked the cool one. Well, I just, that's just what I felt like was drawn to me. Now, if Chris were to answer, do you know what Chris told He'd me the other day? He'd be a lion. No. The other day when we were doing that, that that TikTok challenge or whatever, asking, like, if my wife were or whatever, like, a bird or, or um, a, uh, an animal or a color or whatever, he'd, he said that if I were an animal, I'd be a bird. I can see that. He didn't tell me what specific bird, because I hear... You talk a lot. I, you think I talk a lot? Yeah, when you're comfortable around people, you talk huh. a lot. Interesting. Well, see, I heard bird in my... Mine went to ostrich, like the freaking ugliest bird. Mm-mm. He said, not a specific bird. He said a majestic bird, some kind of majestic bird. Like a phoenix? I guess. That's like, that's what came to his mind whenever he thought of me as an animal. So maybe I would, maybe. You'd have a bird. Maybe, a yeah. Maybe it's what somebody else would see for me and not what I'd see for myself. Because I'd pick yeah. a wolf. So here's where I mentioned. Chilling Adventures of Sabrina mentions familiars. If you want to know more about it, it's a great TV show, especially around this time. It also got cut off too soon, so I'm better. Yeah, it ended weird. Yeah, it's because they were cut off. 
They didn't get to Yeah, you can tell shows that weren't, that had more planned and just got canceled. Mm-hmm. Okay, so anyway, animal that dedicates its time to assisting a witch. It's a spirit in the shape of an animal. An owl. Okay, well. That's Harry, what, that. Harry Potter, yes. Um, okay, <laughs> moving on. I'm sorry. <laughs> moving on. So, the written records of negativity um, associated with black cats dates back all the way back to the 13th century, where an official doc, a church document called Vox in Rama was issued by Pope Gregory the Ninth on June 13th, 1233. Oh. And the quote says, in it, black cats were declared an incarnation of Satan. Why? <laughs> you looked like you were trying to think about it. <laughs> I was. I don't have the answer for you. Yeah, so I don't Man, have the... So they were just dubbed? In the article I quoted yeah. in it, the black cats were declared. So I don't have the actual, like, declaration, obviously. <laughs> but, yeah, Pope said black cats. So because Pope no declared it, yep. it became a superstition. This marked the beginning of witch hunts. Because if someone had a black cat, they were suspect. Uh, they were suspected of witchcraft. Oh my gosh! And here we go to the horrible, horrible yeah. side of the human species here's and history. A- okay, here's another thing. Also, when cats were starting to be killed, be killed because of this, Aww. all of the little rodents started going wild. Because of what do cats yeah. do? They they chase take care mice of the rodents and they chase the rodents. What do rodents carry? Disease. Disease. Not not good diseases. And what disease dramatically spread very, very quickly and was absolutely de- devastating historically? The, the plague. Exactly. Dun, dun, dun. So, the plague, ladies and gentlemen, is all because someone said cats were associated with Satan. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> that really sounds If that tells you correct. anything about the stupidity of humanity... Goodness gracious. History is really, really annoying. Also, there's another ironic part. Cats at one point were also believed to have been the ones that spread the disease, not the ones that killed the animals that actually had the disease. Well, yeah, people, (laughs) humans have to blame it on something. They have to blame it on something that they think is evil. Well, no, no, no. They thought that they carried, like, disease just in general because they didn't know anything about Medi- medicine. Right? I didn't know anything, no, pretty much. No. Oh my yep. goodness gracious. So there's that. <laughs> Your fun little history lesson today. So now we're going to back it up. Back it up. Back it up. Back, now, back y'all, it up. witches were associated with black cats and just animals in general. Because if you know anything about paganism, it's all about connection to nature. Um, and nature includes animals. They're part of it. It does. Yes. So they respect nature. They honor it. All that jazz. So the old cat lady, pagan woman, started to be seen as evil. Oh, goodness. Yes. Makes total sense, right? That's what I put here. (laughs) Another connection is of cats to women. Because, okay, think about it. Cats are women, dogs are men. <laughs> Naturally. Yes. Dogs, easy to please. <laughs> like, don't have a whole lot going on in their brain normally. Oh, you 
you said it, not Don't me. really. I mean, think about it. Like, they're, they're not, they're pretty simple creatures, right? Women, complex, don't want to be given attitude. Do not like, they have a certain way they want to be talked to and they have got their list, right? Cats, they're not easy to please, right? So if you just think about it, especially like back then, historically, mm-hmm. you know, all the men wanted to be in control of everything. Oh, yeah, for sure. Back and so then, they had I, their I basic of a basics, what they're asking for yeah. women. And a lot of women were like, this is degrading. I don't like this. Yeah, and, so and wanted if, rights that they were nowhere they near having. they went against the grain and had an attitude like a cat, yeah. they were considered a witch, you know? And so if they had a cat as a pet, they were like, well, if you're able to have a cat as a pet, it's because you're similar Oh, personality gracious. Right? right? I'm so glad I didn't live back then. My goodness. Exactly. So I have here, cats equals women. Mind blown emoji. <laughs> People also liked to have cats as pet because they hunted the varmin, right? Mm-hmm. Going back to the whole plague thing. So um, if you were smart enough to know, oh, these cats are keeping the rats out of my home. I'm going to keep one around so they can do the work for me, right? Mm-hmm. Automatically associated. Witch. Right? Straight to jail. Yep. You have a cat? Straight to jail. Another possibility of the actual color of cats being black associated with witchcraft is because if you were to have a cat as a pet to catch the varmin, black cats are harder to be seen, especially at nighttime, so they were better at Mm -hmm. catching the rodents because they were camouflaged. Absolutely. So, eventually, black cats... Crossing your path was said to be a bad omen because, going back to the possibility of cats being familiars for witches, if you saw that cat, then you were like, oh shit, this witch has something against me. They have something against someone I know. They think like I the know. witch sent the cat? Yes. Okay. Or it's, or it's like, like an omen that the witch is going to do something yes. to Yes. Or... You were in the wrong place at the wrong time, and now you've seen evidence of something. You've been marked. You, something going on. So it's like, oh shit, I wasn't supposed to see that. So now you automatically are going to have bad luck. There's also the very, very unlikely theory that witches could like turn themselves into animals sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like McGonagall. Yes. Who turns herself Who turns into a cat. cat. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yep. And then I put, the imagination never stops, does it? <laughs> I like your connotations throughout this episode (laughs) the thoughts you you had all of the things associated with black cats wow i thought that was a good one that for halloween that went that went some places i wasn't expecting yep all right so now we're gonna end on one that is related to me because it has to do with the theater oh is it break a leg no oh no there's multiple theater superstitions super I mean, same with, like, baseball players and, you know, certain sports players where they won't wash their jersey or their socks or whatever. Mm -hmm. Or, like, they tap their hat a certain number of times. People in the theater also have their own little superstitions. You know, like, the ghost light. Break a leg versus good luck, Mm -hmm. you know? Stuff like that. I wanted to do the superstition about the Scottish play. Okay. Do you know what the Scottish play is? I have not heard of this. People call it the Scottish play because they don't want to say the name of the play, which is Macbeth. Oh, okay. I've definitely heard of Macbeth. Yeah. And so if you ever hear hear someone referring to Scottish play, 
that's part of the superstition is you're not supposed you're to not say supposed the name. To say it. Right? So are you are if you freaking out in, that you said it? No, because it's mostly if you're in a theater. Oh, okay. You know, Which but not. it's also part of theater culture, just like referring to it as a Scottish play, because that's what you'd say if you were in a theater building. Oh, that's, I've never heard that. Really? Never. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. So, Scottish play, obviously, from Scotland is its origin. No. So we're going to take it back to Scotland, which was known for witch hunts in the 16th century. With King James the Sixth, so there's just been witch hunts everywhere throughout the world yes, and yes, history. People yes, look. Okay, so King James the Sixth was the son of Mary Queen of Queen of Scots. Okay, remember that. He had an obsession with witchcraft, not an obsession like, oh my gosh, I like to collect things that have to do. No, he was you obsessed and your crystals. like, I will end this now, you know, kind of thing. Oh, uh, he had a, he obsession. had an obsession with ending. Witches. Ending it and just, like, finding them, like, just bad, bad obsession. Like a lot of people in Salem. Yes. So, it was sort of believed that the execution of his mother, Mary, Queen of Scots, Mm -hmm. who, I don't know if you know how she died, but she was beheaded. Beheaded, like many back then. Was kind of the start of this obsession with, like, the darkness and stuff that was supposedly associated with witchcraft. At one point... James and his wife were on a ship at sea, and terrible storms nearly made them have a shipwreck. And he blamed, like, random witchcraft, basically. Well, he for obviously didn't storms. knock on wood. No. <laughs> no. But he blamed, Dummy. he was like, witches brought this upon me because I'm the king and people want me dead. You know, like, he couldn't just be like, oh, <laughs> the weather, you know. <laughs> I licked my finger and put it in the air like people do in movies. It's a bit nippy out here today. It's <laughs> witches. Because people were stupid and didn't know anything back then, you oh know? Oh my gosh, it's always men in power, too. Like, exactly. you are dumb well, shit. they have summer. no one that can oppose them, and so they literally... They Just get, made up whatever they They get Looney Tunes up in there, right? Oh my god. <laughs> so annoying. So this... This sparked his interest in ending witchcraft even more because he was like, I was trying to be, uh, people tried to kill me because of witchcraft. So then Shakespeare comes out with his play, Macbeth, even made reference to the king in Macbeth and included references, he also learned about the Weird Sisters. Do you know about the Weird Sisters? I definitely feel like I've heard of them. Also mentioned in Sabrina. Okay. It's like a trio. Yeah. Right? And so he mentions Weird Sisters, which is witchy trio, mm-hmm. right? And he mentions um, actual ingredients and stuff that includes real spells in Macbeth. Now... Witches didn't like that he included the real spells. So, apparently, they cursed his play from the very beginning. Because they were like, this is disrespectful. Why would you be putting this whenever it's like, you know, it's disrespectful. You're making fun of us, essentially. I've definitely heard of Macbeth being a cursed play. Yes. That's ringing a bell, for sure. Yes, it's a curse, basically. So, from the very beginning, even the first performance... Things were going wrong. (laughs) This is what it's been said about the play. Mm -hmm. Apparently, the very first performance, the woman, or not the woman, it wouldn't be a woman because um, in Shakespearean times, 
men uh, boys played women mm-hmm. because women were not allowed to act and stuff. At of time. course not. So the actor playing Lady Macbeth died. <laughs> and it's, I don't think this is real, but it was said that Shakespeare stepped in himself. So the play must go on, you know. <laughs> the show must go on. Yep. Also, in the first performance, apparently... Real daggers were used in place of the prop daggers, so people were actually stabbed in fight scenes, right? And then here's another instance of something going wrong in this play, but like many, 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 many years later in 1849, where two actors in New York were both playing Macbeth, the role of Macbeth, but in opposing... Like an an understudy and a... No, no, no. In opposing productions. Oh, okay. Two different productions of Macbeth. Okay. They had a feud because of this. Because they were like, I am the better Macbeth. I am the better Macbeth. You know, men. Men. So um, apparently they fought and this started a whole riot and at least 20 people died and hundreds were um, injured (laughs) because of it. Oh, goodness gracious. Um and then many mishaps still happen today with people who say the name of the Scottish play. Wait, wait, in a was theater. it was it said at all like in the like urban legendness of it how that first person died in the in the play? How you said like the no. very first Okay. It's just said that he died in the first performance. Yeah, so okay. like if you were to say it in a theater, mishaps happen like you miss your footing and you fall off the stage. Okay. A stage weight falls. It's just doomed. Super much. close to your head. Something, a set pieces mm. break. Oh, goodness. You know, like just random things. Just anything that can go wrong will. Okay. But death has been associated as one of those things a lot of the times. So this there's. This is why I'm not in the theater. And also, fun fact my senior show, you remember seeing it? Mm hmm. You know, um, I focused on um, one of the, a couple of the songs were from a show called Scotland PA. Mm-hmm. It's a 70s version of Macbeth. Macbeth. Oh. Scotland PA, Scottish play. Gotcha. Get it? Okay. I yeah. see the connection. Yeah. So that's why I wanted to do the curse of yeah well you had to yeah you had to i literally the... did a study on it my senior year of college and oh. you live in the theater mm-hmm. not literally she doesn't live in a theater but i'm there seven days a week it is her career six days a week right now so <laughs> so cool <laughs> basically so there's all my superstitions oh for my you goodness you I should be fun i this was fascinating you should definitely do like a part two to more like, superstitions yeah because this was yeah there were definitely like the whole the holding your breath past the cemetery. There's de- like I do that when when applicable because there's some light. So, like there's a light in where I'm not gonna say where, but like where we just moved from, uh-huh. and um, there's a light that like starts at the beginning of the cemetery where Dairy Queen is, and then the second light ends at the bottom at the end of the cem- uh, cemetery. So many many times I've been holding my breath, and like you just have to hold it through that light. Like, because yeah. you're sitting right in the f- well, beginning of the light. another version of it where you are supposed to lift your feet off of your, See, the I, ground of your car. I did that when I was younger, and then somewhere down the line, I just switched, switched to, to holding my breath, breath because the, the foot thing makes no sense. The holding the breath thing makes sense to me. Because... I always thought foot being off the ground because ghosts float. <laughs> what? <laughs> no. 
Or like, you know, if you like look under a door and you see feet, you know someone's there. But if you lift your feet, it's like, oh, they don't know I'm here. That's they can't bother me. Quite a stretch of the imagination. <laughs> you're well, whenever so you're a kid and you don't know about these superstitions, you just hear someone yeah. talk about it. Like, don't walk under that ladder. Don't open oh, an umbrella yeah, see inside. The that would be. Mm-hmm. See, actually, there's so many you could yeah, do. Umbrella inside. Uh, what are some other ones? Do you know of any others? Well, you put me on the spot. <laughs> I would be really fascinated to know why the hell you can't open an umbrella inside because I do it every single time it rains. Yeah. Who wants to open their umbrella outside? Now, mm-hmm. whenever you're closing the umbrella, obviously you leave it outside because you want to like shake off the rain. But like opening it, I've, yeah, that makes no sense. And then going under a ladder. There's I a- would love to know the origin of all of these. I almost mm-hmm. did a superstition project um, my second year. Um, at tech and like I ended up doing the seven deadly sins instead but I almost did superstitions and I started like accumulating some so I might have to go back and look and see if there's any that I can send your way and you can yeah Ooh, it would be really cool to do a photo project that would like do some of these and you could be my actress we yeah. could recreate some of these superstitions yeah that sounds fun the superstitions while they're happening and like the outcome yes i love it happening at the same time we're creating a creative project right now yeah live and i love it it gets me excited if you have any superstitions especially ones that may be weird that you've never heard of yeah that um, aren't common knowledge yeah send them into us we'd love to or if they're specific to your culture that aren't like yeah like is there any folklore that was passed down from your family you know like stuff like that yeah we're yeah we're very very i'm very very excited about this the whole superstition thing so yeah i definitely you should 100 percent do a part two if we get enough yeah well i can go ahead and just label this episode as part one yes yes there definitely needs to be part two Because I don't know how many superstitions are out there, but I'm sure if you really... Yeah. I only focused on ones that I was like... More common. I feel like these are good for common, just to introduce. Yeah. Ones that are related to Halloween, stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, there's tons of theater ones, too, that I can add in. Yeah, because I like... A lot of people don't know about because, I mean, theater people is not a huge... It's not more widely known. Population. But I would like to know why the whole, like... You say break a leg instead of good luck. Like there's so there's actually there's a couple so many of different would... stories with that one. I think you'll find fascinating. Oh, I'm excited. I'm so excited for part two. I don't know when you're gonna record it or when it's gonna happen. I didn't but know either. I really liked this episode. I learned so much. I'm so glad. And it makes me excited because it prompted a potential photography project. And we yeah. have we have not done a photography project together. I know. In like what seven years. Yeah. Or something we need to like post, that. We need to post some of those pictures from the photographer. My favorite is still the one where I'm holding my knees and the faces in my head. The anxiety. Yeah. Anxiety one. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. This just got the creative juices flowing. Yes. What a good episode, sis. We need to do one on dreams, too. What yeah. certain dreams mean, like creepy dreams. Yeah. And I'm... Dream interpretations. I definitely want to dive into... I think sometime in the month of October, I think it would be fun to do a mini episode on um, mirrors being portals. Yes. I think that would be really fun. Yeah. Well, we got lots of stuff still planned. All the spookiness. Lots of things in the works, too. Get you excited and looking forward to staying on board with us. The spookiness will probably continue. I mean, the spookiness is year-round, obviously. 
but there's so many just like fascinating things there's just so many i want to do in the month of october and we just don't have enough time but this was this was a lovely addition to october thank you for sharing the knowledge yes and come back for any special halloween episodes that we have coming all right i would 100 percent be an owl okay i just decided he said majestic bird an owl would could be considered a majestic bird right all right. Until Ooh. until next time, y'all. Guys, you gotta stay spooky. Ooh.